What's up, everybody? Uh, my name's Matt Brinker, and I'm uh, a part-time host on the Man in the Arena podcast. And I thought it'd be a good idea to interview... I've been a guest on this podcast in the past, and I thought it'd be a good idea to, to interview the, the original host, uh, Jordy Allard. So, Jordy, say hello to everybody. What's up, guys? It's, it's a little different to be on the other side, but I'm really excited to be interviewed, and I'm, I'm really excited to hear what Brink has in store for me today. So just uh, just before, uh, quick update, we are in Stony Brook, and we won today in extra innings. We won 8-3, to three, I believe, yep. and I'm hoping to get back on the mound this weekend. So those are some updates, and, and now I'll let Brink take it away. All right, so I'll uh, just get right into it. The first question I have for you, Jordy, is uh, when did you start playing baseball or the moment you remember falling in love with the game? Yeah, that's a good question. Uh, I can still remember – playing playing catch on the farm um the fondest memory i have is just going outside i would have i've told this before but i would have two hats i had probably like 40 hats but i would i would put one on pitch an inning on a pitch back um so my pitch back was like if i threw it high it would be a ground ball if i threw it low it'd be a pop fly so i would pitch and if i threw it right in the middle it'd be like a line drive kind of look like a like a pitch to myself so I'd just throw back and forth, back and forth, back and forth, and just play games against myself like all summer long, all spring long. That's all I was doing outside. Uh, we never never really did much in town because I was so far away from everyone. I live on a three-mile dirt road, so I was pretty secluded. So it was me, myself, and I. Like Those were, those were the days that I, I was growing the most as a player. And T-ball did happen for me, I believe, when I was five years old, and, and I, I – but by then I had already fell in love with the game that by, by five, it was already, I knew that that's what I wanted to do with my life. Um, and, and I remember throwing, throwing with my grandfather on the farm. Like that was, that was our thing. As I got older, he would, he would throw batting practice to me and I'm not a hitter anymore, but back then I was a pretty shitty hitter. <laughs> so he was trying to get me to be a little bit less of a shitty hitter. Yep. Um, I don't, he, he, it seemed like it worked. I was pretty good in high school, but uh, those are those are the best memories that I have and, and where I fell in love for the game um, just just on the farm playing playing by myself and I can confirm Jordy <laughs> Jordy used to be able to swing it we uh, we watched the videos in the locker room pregame yeah he, uh, he, he could swing it a little bit um, yeah back in the heyday yep yep uh, next question is to follow up um, how has that feeling changed or uh, like grown throughout your career yeah that's a really good question it hasn't always been a a smooth love for the game like there hasn't always been a steady love I I would say my growing up after after like t-ball I started playing Cal Ripken in the in the local local little league it was literally like maybe nine kids per team like we really struggled with numbers but I remember there was two teams and I was on the worst team uh, they put me they put me with like the less talented kids and I and I remember like not understanding why I thought I was good um, but I remember we played the other team and I pitched like for the first time in my life and I just K'd everyone and I was like yeah like this is sick but I didn't think any of anything of it because when I was on the farm little did I know what I was actually doing like I was manifesting and like visualizing stuff as a kid like every time I would go out there and play a game as a kid, I would strike everyone out. Like in my mind, I was like, I'm K and everybody. No, I'm, I'm nasty. And then I actually went and did it in a game 
and everyone's like, oh, like I remember specifically coming off the field after I kid like three guys and, and I'm like six years old and they're all like, Jordy, you're so good. Like, great job. And I was like, what are you guys talking about? Like, this is what I do. Like, I just do this shit. This is what I do. I do it nonstop every day. This isn't anything new for me, but little did I know what, like, I, I'm, I'm glad that I grew up where I did because I was so secluded. I didn't know that that's not what kid what every kid did i thought every kid was doing what i was doing day in day out but apparently that that's that's not what the normal kid does as my my aunt has told me like she's like sometimes she'll joke and she'll be like that's kind of sad you were just playing outside for four <laughs> hours alone i'm like no like that's that's where i was in heaven um so love for the game there obviously i, I believe it's a little bit easier to have the love for the game as a kid because you don't have a lot of drama and you don't have a lot of pressure on you like pressure in quotes because mm-hmm. uh, it's external like when you're younger right. the coaches and the the parents aren't putting a lot of pressure they're just letting you play so I get to 12U same thing that's when I started to feel like pressure for the first time I remember going to regionals uh, we won the Vermont State Championship and I like literally was refusing to pitch I, like my coach was like you're pitching against Connecticut and I was like no like I can't you didn't want to like I was I was you're so nervous. scared yeah. Like, that was the first time I remember, like, being scared, and that was the first time the the pressure, or like, I actually felt pressure. Because before it was just a game, now it was like, oh, something bigger, like, people are watching, what if I fail? Like, right. then I started thinking about failure. Um, I, I pitched, and it went fine, and, and I think that having that success actually gave me a little bit of confidence. But still loved the game, and in high school, I had no issues again, like, I... <laughs> my my high school coach jokes like that nothing is going on in my head um like when I, I was a shortstop and they would just bring me in and they would say like do what you do and i would literally just throw strikes as hard as i could down the middle yep. never walked anybody struck out everybody and the nerves weren't there right? yeah there was literally no nerves no pressure they're all like this guy's like a huge pressure guy and i was like what are you guys talking yeah. about i just know i'm gonna strike everyone out so i just come in and do it yeah. and, and and nothing because i was so good and not facing any failure like over and over that's what i just thought in my head like i'm never gonna fail and then like the the big the biggest setback that i had was my freshman year going into snhu and i started to let up hits like and that didn't actually get to me in the fall i was i was fine but then i started to fail and i wasn't king everybody guys were scoring runs and i was like damn i, I kind of suck like i literally thought in my head and, and over and over i was like baseball's not for me i'm not that good um, and I didn't love it. Like I did not like going to practice every day. I did not like throwing. I felt uncomfortable. Um, I, I had no idea like how to throw. Like I, I was trying to be perfect in my mechanics and I was trying to be perfect in everything that I did. And, and I, everything just fell apart. Like I felt like I wasn't even playing baseball. It felt like a foreign game to me. Mm. Like I didn't know what I was doing. I didn't know what I was playing. I, it felt like a different sport, and this I was is your your freshman year at SNHU. Right? Yeah, my freshman like winter and spring. It was like right. I don't think I even play baseball anymore. Like literally, those are thoughts that are going through my head. Like I, I it was just a scary time and like such a such a nervous time. Every time I played catch, I was like, dude, I have no idea what I'm doing. Like this is terrible. I I don't know what I'm doing and. And I, you know, I transfer and I go to Babson and, and then, yeah, question. Did that feed into your decision to transfer? Was like the, the, just like you didn't feel comfortable? A little bit for sure. I like to say that 
my decision was based on academics, but realistically, the decision was made on if I'm going to be able to play baseball. And if I only have three years left of college baseball, I want to be able to play. I don't want to sit on the bench. And I felt like I needed to go D3 because, again, I lost the confidence. I didn't think I was good enough. For the first time in my life, I was failing, and I thought that I was not good enough to play Division II baseball. So I thought, let's go D3 and get a better education. So, yeah, that definitely played a role. As much as I say it didn't, it definitely played a role in uh, in my baseball career. And, yeah. Yeah, I I um, want to get back to this in a second. But one thing you touched on when you were talking about how when you went from playing freely as a kid to when, like, as you got older, it got more challenging. And you, I remember you mentioned saying – all that all that stuff's external can you expand on that for both myself and all the listeners i find this very interesting when jordy talks about it by the way yeah so pressure like i always thought was something that was was just like a thing it was like a realistic reality thing like it's it's a pressure situation when you come in with the bases loaded and one out or no outs in the seventh inning Like, that's a pressure situation, right? That's what a lot of people would say it is. Like, the common man would say, that's a really pressure situation. Like, that's stressful. Like, that dude's going to have big nuts if he gets out of that. Um, And and I always thought, like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, there's certain situations that are pressure and there's certain, like, certain games that are big games, like Game 7 or... or, like certain certain bats in the game, certain pitches in the game where it's like, this is a pressure pitch, this is a pressure situation. But the biggest thing for me and the last couple of years, I really, this, this mindset has, has come about more and, and it's still obviously a work in progress for me, but just there really isn't any pressure. It's like all these things that either external, like people outside the game, the fans, or the coaches or the parents put on us or ourselves like it can be internal pressure like we we feel like we need to get something done and it's we make the situation bigger than it actually is because if you take the quote-unquote pressure away or, or the scoreboard away like if you took the scoreboard away like think about it this is like an example that I like to talk about if you're playing wiffle ball like it's not the same thing but if you're playing wiffle ball and it's in the seventh inning like ninth inning whatever and you're winning by one and you need one out and you're boy like and you're at the dish like you're not as nervous as you are when you're it's in a real baseball game but what's like what's the difference like you think that one of them matters and one of them doesn't because right. you think that the result of the wiffle ball game doesn't matter and the result of the baseball game does which is true i guess but in real in reality they're really the same they're the same thing like the at bat that you took in the first inning is the same at bat that you took in the same at bat that you're going to take in the ninth inning. It's just a different circumstance, but the circumstances, it's still you're trying to hit a ball. There's the task is the same, the perceived outcome is right. is different. So the the outcome weighs more to you in the eighth than it does the the first. Mm-hmm. But it's really the same task. It's just the way you look at something or the perspective that you take. That's right. kind of my like my take on that. Yeah, I have a friend back home. I think you'll appreciate this. He always says, um, build your internal strong enough so that external factors don't like damage, like how you feel about yourself or like, and it goes towards those pressure situations where if you believe in yourself and if you have the perspective to understand that, like you said, a ninth inning at bat is no different than a first inning at bat, then the pressure starts to slowly go away and it turns into just playing the game. Yeah. Yeah. I remember specifically like this is, I want to bring an example up. 
So in the Legion State Tournament, it was my junior year. And like this is the the type of mentality that I continuously search for and try to get back to. And it we the other team was like one of the better teams in the state. They loaded the bases and we had no outs. This was your 12U season? You were uh, my junior junior year of high school legion so summer oh, okay. in, in the state I, in I the that. no you're good in the vermont state tournament and okay. we had the bases loaded it's the sixth we only play seven innings yeah but it was a sixth inning and we had no we were winning by one it was two two to one or something and we had they had the bases loaded with no outs and they bring me into pitch mm-hmm. you're down two to one we're, we're up two to up one, two to one. Okay. so i so like bases used nobody out like terrible situation yeah. but i specifically remember like when they hand me the ball I just knew that it was they were done. Like right. there, there was some energy and like maybe call it like cockiness or ignorance is bliss because I was so young and dumb and I didn't know what I was doing. But looking back on it, I actually did know what I was doing. People just looked at me like I was like I I didn't have anything going on upstairs, which I I didn't because I was so like immersed in knowing that I was going to be successful because I had done the visualization and all this stuff since when I was five years old till then. And I came in and I K three guys like I knew how, and I walked off the mountain, like I knew I was going to do it. Yep. And then next inning went out and K three, like I knew I was going to do it, but it was just like, I've never, ever since I got to college and started failing, I've been looking for that mindset and swag ever since, because like there's some days where I have it and some days that I'm scared that I'm going to get hit. But I don't think I was so much better than everyone to go in and cake three guys in a row. It was like something about the presence that I had on the mound that made them scared. Like they were scared that they had to face me. And and that's what I look for when I'm, when I'm pitching today, like sometimes on the mound, my presence won't be there. And, and I feel like the hitters get the advantage, but when I can bring that presence and they're fearful of trying to hit me, then I'm, then I'm in control. Right. So and that's, that's a yeah. great way to be. Like I think that mentality you just described is like, unreal and that's what like everyone searches for um i yeah that's that's incredible um all right well going into our next uh my next question um i have written down advice for young players hoping to play in college but i think um something i'd rather ask is just like advice for young players trying to like reach that level of confidence that we just talked about yeah um so confidence is definitely a tough subject because like I, i think about it as like if you have self-belief, like you're going to, you're going to perform on the field. But I think the confidence, like when I listen to Jocko or David Goggins talk about confidence, they talk about like, you actually have to do it to have confidence because like do it in the past and then like believe, like yeah, I've done this before, I've been there before. Cause to a certain extent, if you haven't done anything, how can you like, like draw on those experiences and be confident? So I think going out there and like being in the fire and, and failing and succeeding like success is going to come and failure is going to come but knowing that you've had success in the past and just being confident that on any given day you can be better than anyone you're going to face but but the confidence for me the the biggest confidence piece for me coming comes from my preparation doing everything that i can to be the best that i can be is the only thing i can control so when i'm doing every single thing in my power to be able to look the other guy in the face and be like, I worked harder than you. Like there's nothing I have left. There's if you, if you win this battle, 
there's nothing I could have done. I did everything in my power that could put me at the highest percentage of getting a, the success. Right. And that's so, where yeah. the same thing, it's like confidence comes from preparation is something I've heard in the past. Yeah. I think that that fits exactly with what you were saying. Yeah. I, I like, I like that one. I, the, the confidence like comes from doing it. I like that too, but I feel like when, when David Goggins are, that's, that's what I've heard. The confidence comes from actually doing it and succeeding. I feel like actually doing it is the preparation. That's how I'd like right. to think of. of and I think for as it's like a hitter, like for me, like going into a series, like if I, I always make sure I get like adequate reps before we leave for these trips, like all my own. And I'll go with like guys on the team and I'll be, I'll hit and just like hit until I feel like I'm like ready to go. And like that feeling I have that like switch in my brain where I'm like, all right, yeah, I'm ready to go hit in the game. Yep. That's when I like get, and then I show up to the field and I'm like, all right, like I'm ready to roll. Like I, I did what I need to do to make sure I'm like dialed in. And, you know, hitting goes, like, some days you wake up and swing feels off or whatever, but, like, you can't control that. What you can't control is the fact that, like, before I left, I'm, like, ready. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, I, my, my mind's right, my my body's right, and my swing's right. And I think those are the, um, like, the correlation that we, we mentioned. Um, so just moving on, I think the next question I wanted to ask you, it's something that me and you have talked about a lot on the side, but, um, like three things I've written down to be like nutrition, visualization, and sleep. Like those are three things you preach to me when I, I asked Jordy for the, for the listeners back home. Like I asked Jordy recently, I'm probably like maybe months ago, like before we were that close. And I was just like, like some advice, like, um, for nutrition, and, um, like things I can do off the field to give myself, um, like an advantage or just to continue to improve. Um, so I just want you to explain to the, the listeners like stuff that has, has worked for you. Yeah. So it's like, it's always a ever changing journey. Um, I'm like really impressed by the freshmen on our team and the young guys on our team just for the, 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 like the need, not the need, but the want for knowledge. Uh, it's something that I really never had as a freshman. Like I was pretty content with how I was. Um, and, and I, I asked the upperclassmen stuff, but I didn't really put it into my life. Like I didn't put actionable steps into my life. Um, so you guys are, are far ahead of where I was, but the biggest things that I would say for, for the younger baseball players, the up and coming baseball players that want to play college baseball is definitely sleep. I was terrible at sleep when I was in high school. Um, I didn't really think it affected me at all. Uh, I didn't think that, that it was doing anything for my health, but it has a lot of health benefits and, and I'll, maybe have a podcast about that like a certain episode on that and and i'll definitely talk about it on my instagram and twitter and if you haven't followed primal baseball on instagram i was just gonna say i was after this question i was just gonna say jordy what um, this is your opportunity to, to explain the primal baseball yeah we can we'll get into that in a little bit but yeah sleep nutrition i mean i would literally eat like a stouffer's lasagna i think i don't know if i've talked about this i talked about it a little bit in the episode with the nutrition journey but I would eat anything like I was just a kid and, and it might have helped me a little bit just to get some mass. But yeah, sleep, nutrition, if you can lock in on those two things. And then the last thing is just get in the weight room, especially for high schoolers, like just get bigger and, and, and bigger, stronger, faster. I never got in the weight room until senior year and I was a little bit behind the eight ball. And I I remember like thinking like I'm just going to throw like literally sophomore year. I, I my goal, I was like, ah, I want to throw I want to be sitting 90 my senior year. And, but I didn't have any actionable steps to get there. I just thought that I was, because I was going to grow older and bigger and stronger, 
I was just going to throw 90, even though I wasn't working out or doing anything. I thought I was just going to get stronger. So you got to get in the weight room too. Those, yeah. So yeah. Makes sense. Yeah. Um, so why don't we step away from, um, the baseball? I have a couple questions off the field. Yeah, that's fire. Um, that Let's I'd go. like to finish with, um, yeah. Jordy explaining his primal baseball as well as, um, a couple questions I have for him. But first I just like to say like, um, we talk a lot about like baseball stuff, obviously, but like, is there any, anything you like to do or like place you like to go when it's like time to step away or like you need a day to like recharge? Yeah. I'm, I mean, I'm a big disc golfer. That's one of my hobbies. Cool. Um, but anything, the reason why I love disc golf so much is cause I'm able to be in nature and I didn't, I didn't, I took growing up on a farm for granted when I was younger. Cause I thought that that's what everyone did again. Like I was in a small, pretty closed off world. I was with 10 or 15 kids over and over and over and over for 10 years of my life. Like I, I didn't get outside Vermont. Like that was my, that was my world. So I thought everyone just lived on a farm and lived in the woods. And I was like, Oh, this is sick. Like everyone that knows this. But when I went to SNHU and Babson and now Northeastern, like being from a farm and being in nature is almost like the smaller minority. It's like a minority. Um, and there's kids that are from, you know, wooded areas and, and things along those lines. Like I'm not going to, you're, you're from Norfolk, right? You're not, yeah. you're not from a city, but no, I would yeah, maybe suburbs. Somewhere yeah, yeah. Somewhere in the middle. So like connecting with nature for me outside of the game, um, it, just in life, it, it just seems to like bring balance and, I just feel like nature and, and the universe like know how things are supposed to go. Like when I, whenever I'm able to step away in nature, it just feels like everything's calm and like the, 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 the world is the way it's supposed to be. And, and for some, for some reason, like if, if I'm on a hike or playing disc golf in nature, like everything just seems slower. It, I don't feel as stressed. I, I don't feel the drama that I would feel if I'm in the city and I just feel like I'm able to, to be genuine and I don't have to, to act like, like anybody else. So that, so is that answer? I forgot yeah, what that, your that question thing, was. That absolutely answers yeah. the question. It was just, yeah, it was just, the question was just like outside hobbies or like things you like to do to like chill. Yeah. yeah. Disc golf, be in nature. Uh, if uh, I like cooking, that's outside baseball. Like that's yeah. something I've been, um, into the last couple of years more just because I'm trying to tune in on my nutrition a little bit, but I actually do enjoy like cooking and, and eating stuff like that. So favorite meal to cook, just a steak, like your, your steak, yeah. steak first for Jordi. <laughs> yeah. Like a ribeye, honestly on the side, like it doesn't matter. Like the, the steak is on like, that's just my favorite food. Yeah. So, yeah. Can't go wrong. Yeah. Um, just to, for me to touch on what you said about like outside hobbies and stuff, that's something that I've looked for a lot in the past. Um, cause like my whole life it's been, I, I quit playing other sports, yeah. um, after my freshman year of high school and I was just like, baseball's it for me. Like that's yeah. all I want to do. And like, I, I worked on baseball through 65 days a year. And like, if I took a day off, I, my brain would explode and I like felt like I wasn't getting yeah. better, you know? So it's like, as I've gotten older, I'm like, oh, like I, I can't do this 365 days in a row or else I'm going to like go crazy. And yeah. Um, when I noticed that for myself, it was when I blew my arm out, like I ended up being Tommy John and I was like, now I'm, I'm sitting on my couch for six weeks with this brace on, like I need to find something else to do, you know? So that's when it really like turned for me. It was when I was like, I was hurt and I was away from the game for a while. And I, it like forced me to like find other stuff I'm interested in, which I think has benefited me 
now that I'm, I'm back playing again, but now I still have all those other things that I enjoy doing, you know? Yeah. It's good to have a reset. Uh, I, I haven't reset in a while. Like since when the season starts, it's hard to have a reset. We get Mondays off. Like I know you, you've gone home on Mondays. You're a little bit closer. Yeah. I like to, I like to go home and see my parents and eat a a nice home cooked meal and then come back at night and feel, feel revived. Yeah. Yeah. That's a good reset. I, I haven't done a great job of resetting. Normally Mondays I'll like go back to Northeastern and do treatment and, and get in the weight room. But, um, yeah, for me, that's, that's, definitely something that i need to do better at is just having that reset and it's hard for college baseball players because they only have those mondays off sometimes but but having a a hobby outside whether it's being in nature or reading or whatever like whatever having a hobby outside just takes a little bit of the focus off of baseball like if if you're focused nonstop on baseball 24 7 you can get burned out and it can it can feel like that's all you have in in life is just baseball but when you're able to kind of be, I don't want to say well-rounded because if you want to be a good baseball player, you are going to have to be obsessed to right. some capacity. Absolutely. But having a a space or a hobby and, and an interest outside of baseball is, is great because you're able to, to put your passion in, into something else. And I'm not saying get like, 20 different hobbies because then maybe you spread your passions and interests a little bit thin but if you can have one or two things that you're just doing outside i think that attract like people are attracted to that outside of baseball too like i uh makes sense I, something i've been doing the last couple mondays is like i, I usually take the 11 30 train home after class and then i'll i'll go get home and hit right away yeah so like make sure i get my my baseball in for the day like like we talked about and i'll go take swings for about an hour take like i don't know 80 to 150 swings depending on the day um and then after that i'm like all right like i'm shutting it off for the day you know and i go home and the last couple weeks i've gone fishing with my brother yeah at a lake near the house which is like a super like nice relaxing thing for me to do like something i enjoy doing come home get some dinner and then my dad or well if my dad's um like available he'll he'll drive me back to school or I, i take the train back but um just doing that like because i'm getting my baseball in i'm fishing getting relaxing getting to hang out with my brother and then eat dinner with my parents like that's been a nice a nice reset and i come back feeling good monday night and usually we play tuesdays so like yeah i get back to school monday night and I'm, i feel ready to roll for our tuesday midweek yeah yeah the reset can just re-energize you it's like i mean it's a tough metaphor to have it like uh your iphone battery I mean, I use that like analogy when I'm talking about like sleep, like your sleep is your recharge. But like that one day, if you're going six days strong, like that one day needs to be a recharge. It needs to be somewhat of a recharge. So you're able to get through the next six days and it's not just beating you down, beating you down, beating you down week after week. Yeah. Um, another thing I'd like to talk about, um, I enjoy going to the Cape a lot. I know we talked about that, like in the summer with my friends. Yep. Um, so I, Jordy, uh, pitched in the Cape last summer and had a hell of a summer. So I'd like you to uh, touch on that a little bit and talk about your success in the Cape, um, like the fun you had, or like any, any cool memories in the Cape Cod League. Because guys like me, I'm, I'm from Massachusetts. Yeah. Like the Cape Cod League is like the premier. Like everyone wants to be there, you know. So just like if you could touch on that a little bit. Yeah. Uh, this summer I played for the. Hyannis Harbor Hawks and I guess I'll talk I think I talked a little bit about how I got there but last year at Northeastern I uh, coach Glab came up to me with like two weeks left in the season and he said Hyannis has a temp if you if you would like to play in the Cape and 
Like, I didn't even know why he was asking me if I wanted to play in the Cape because I felt like that was just like, yeah, dude, like, duh, like, yeah. everybody <laughs> wants to play in the Cape. So, like, obviously I'll play. Um, and then he texted me and he was like, oh, like, there's issues that they, they actually don't have a spot. Uh, you'd have to go home for a month. Like, um, you'd have to go f- home for a month and then you could go play with the team f- in June. And and that was like best case scenario because I was able to go home and like be at the farm for a month and then go play in the Cape. So it was literally like the perfect summer, like the most perfect summer ever. Uh, so I got to go go home for a month and I, I trained like I do when I'm home. I, I like went to the field and threw into a net and worked out at my local high school, did like sprints on the farm and kind of stuff like that. And then got to got to spend time at the farm with my family and and live with my grandmother there. So that was awesome to be home for a month. And then I got to the Cape, drove down, um, got settled in with my host family. And, and actually the first day I got down there, the, the game was delayed or canceled due to rain. So it was about what time you said this was like late June. Yeah, it was like June 22nd or 17th. I remember like getting a call from the GM and he was like, Hey, uh, one of the players left a little bit early so you can actually come down now like it was like five days before and i was like let's go like so i drive down there never been to the cape in my life was like was expecting a bunch of like beach towns and and most of them were but where i was staying was kind of like a normal rural area um but but yeah being in the cape just again i think it allowed me to like hone in on having no distractions like i would so my routine was wake up go to the gym um go to go to the gym that they had like a player membership at went there would lift come back do yoga eat lunch meditate and do some visualization then go to the field and i would get there at like one uh stretch out warm up bp like chag get ready to throw and then we'd have a game until 11 o'clock at night or nine o'clock eight o'clock whatever i'd go home do some arm care journal read go to bed so it was like that every single day and then we'd have like two off days a week and on the off days i went and played disc golf <laughs> right i remember him telling yeah. about that and jordy <laughs> I, I i've told jordy in the past i'll say it on here too i uh he you said you never once went to the beach when you were in the cave no i there was like one time where i went to a boardwalk with a lot of the guys like it was like one of our last nights but i never stepped foot on a cape beach okay so yeah. my plan is i told jordy <laughs> i'm gonna show him a good time and we'll have some fun in the cape yeah this summer so i'll i'll, I'll make sure he gets that yeah experience. we'll get back we'll uh we'll have a podcast uh cape style once cape style yeah, i'll podcast, bring the podcast and i'll, I'll show jordy jordy <laughs> what, what he missed out on yeah tell him about the award you won man so the award that i won i don't love talking about it but i i won the i think it was the john c claffy new england player of the year award so pretty much what they do is they'll award one new england player um in the cape like uh like the best new england player in the cape for the summer and and i won that award so that was cool and and um i think like talking about the experience when i got there i knew that the cape was kind of a business-like summer league if you don't have success right away you're gonna fail um or sorry you're gonna be cut so getting in there I, w- I just wanted to throw one pitch like i just wanted to have one out in the cape and like say i pitched in the cape like that was my goal so i didn't really have expectations going into it and and i just remember my first outing like it was it was unbelievable i could not believe that i was there and like pitching um like went like 
one in a third inning, like had one K and came off and, and was like, even if that's it, if that's my last pitch on the Cape, like that was insane. Like I, so awesome. Um, and then it just kind of rolled, rolled, uh, rolled into a good summer. Every, every outing after that kind of clicked and I felt good, healthy and, and everything was working. So it was a great, it was the best summer I ever had in my life for awesome. sure. Yeah. Awesome. Um, all right. Well now, now's the chance, Jordy. Now's the chance to, to talk about primal baseball. Let's hear it. Let's, yeah. Like what's, what's next for Jordy Allen? Uh, yeah, I started this, this primal baseball thing that Brink is talking about. Uh, I got an Instagram and a Twitter, but really what it is, is, is just like a, a holistic approach to baseball. I feel like in today's game, there's a lot of performance training out there. If you log into Instagram, you'll see I mean, you look up performance training or baseball or anything, there's going to be millions of pages that are baseball performance. But all I see is, is, you know, like guys training mechanics or guys training for velocity and everyone's throwing 97, like on these videos. I don't know how all these guys are throwing 97, but they are like the velo is reading 97. So the, the biggest thing I see is like, these new exercises, these new mechanics, these new drills, like it's just everywhere. It's everywhere. And that's great. Like I love the progression of the game. And I think that, that there's a place and, and a time for everything, but I wanted to create something that was more true to how I progressed and, and maybe like a simpler version of that. So I created a couple programs, like I'm making this shit up on the fly. Like it's still in, in, in the, progression stages like you've helped me with this and and I've used you and a couple of the freshmen on the team and a couple guys that I know as like guinea pigs to like see if this actually works so for instance I give you an entry form like I gave you and you would tell me what you wanted if you wanted a strength and conditioning program or a mobility program or a uh, meditation and breath work program nutrition plans like these are things that I didn't get in high school and I didn't even get in college and I don't see a lot of performance centers like offering these things some do but some don't and and I think that having a holistic approach to the game like uh if you become like the biggest thing for me is if you become a better person then you'll become a better player so if we can get you a better person then the player part's just going to come and if when it does come and if you don't get everything you've ever wanted if you everyone wants to be a pro baseball player but if you don't make it to where you want to go at least you're a better person and you can also use that in life so I feel like the game of baseball and life are interchangeable like however you are in one you're going to be in the other so that's the biggest thing for for this primal baseball thing is just being interchangeable having holistic approach to performance and then just getting back to how we are as kids as I spoke about earlier like having that love for the game my performance was best when I was a kid but somehow along somewhere along the road we we deviate from that path like we decide that that's not the way to go anymore like we are we're looking for answers like as if we don't have them we're looking for like how do we get better how do I throw harder all these things and we feel like we don't have the answer but we've had the answer all along I mean, obviously, if you want to get from 90 to 95 or 95 to 100, there are some certain mechanical adjustments you need to make, and I don't know them. I'm not going to pretend like I do know them, but I think that there are simpler changes that we can make than we're being led on. Like, I think that in in a performance world, 
there's all these crazy new exercises and crazy new ideas. And I think that those are great, but if you can have a simple approach, I also think you can get there. So I think there's many ways to skin a cat. Like that, that that's my take. And, and I actually did want to touch on, cause I forgot to, I forgot to add this when you asked like the love for the game. And I only talked about like how I, how I fell out of love in the, out of love of the game. Right. Like I stopped, yeah. I stopped yeah, at, yeah. at SNHU. I was yeah, like, right. Yeah. 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 That was where, yeah, yeah. So I stopped, stopped at SNHU and I, and I, like I was loving it at Babson, but I was still, still struggling to to feel how I did my sophomore and junior year I still had confidence issues and I still that had absolute yeah and performance issues I wasn't who I was and one day like it all clicked like senior year I was I was like I'm just gonna go play like I did when I was in high school so I played like I did in high school and I ended up being a first team all-american at Babson so I was like damn I could be onto something like going back to where I came from Northeastern I tried the same concept that I had at Babson and it worked out pretty well and I think a big thing a big like change and a turning point in my life is 2020 like we go home Babson isn't playing nobody's playing it was it was my your junior my junior year was spring 2020 we go home and like I'm struggling with all these things I'm struggling in life and struggling in baseball and 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 my grandfather passes away I think it was June or maybe July 20, 2020 summer. And like after that, every time I played baseball, it was like, like, why am I stressing? Like I've, I've played this game since I was five years old. And like my grandfather was the one who kind of like pushed me and was like my mentor all, all these years. So like we had a great connection based around baseball. So I was like, why, why am I stressing out? Like baseball is something I love. Like this is, this is something that I I love more than anything. Like, why am I stressing out? Why am I not having fun? And that's like kind of the turning point where I just went back and was like, I need to be how I was when I was a little kid. And it worked out and it's worked out so far. Obviously I haven't pitched this year. So I'd like to like to get back to that, but that's kind of where the long answer to where primal baseball started and and where it is right now and and maybe you could talk about how how you view it and if you feel it's any different than normal approaches to performance and then also how if it's helped you at all i i know we're in early stages of your personal chart but if you want to talk about kind of the stuff we're doing that'd be great too yeah so jordy asked me the to begin he was like let's give me give me five things that you can use that well, it was what was the the words you used? I, I I'm having trouble explaining it. It was like the five five things that you want to, to prog- that you can do on a daily basis to progress, and maybe it was like something along the lines of put you in an advantage or yeah or something like that. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So well, so the five things I picked where I want to make sure I sleep at least seven hours. I want to g- make sure I get one percent better at baseball. So like, make sure I do something that's going to make myself better. Because I a long time ago I heard something along the lines of like. You do something each day; those days add up, and you're onto something great. The compound effect. The compound effect. Yeah. So those are, those are my two things: um, eat whole foods, make sure my nutrition's right, uh, make sure I'm communicating with my family. Um, I, I'm very close with my my parents and my brother, so I just wanted to make sure that um, as I like get to school and I'm at home, I um, and I'm I meant when I get to school and I'm away from home, making sure that I'm still like in in uh, consistent communication with them. And um, 
So there's one more. Oh, and make sure I, I do some schoolwork. That was the last thing. Make sure I'm making sure I'm I'm on with um, all my academics. So and I go in each night and check to see if I made sure I succeeded in each of those uh, avenues. And some days I do, some days I don't. But it's um that's where it's we've only been doing it for about a week. So yeah. I'm just making sure, just trying to get consistent with it. Yeah, you got you got anything else for me? Um, I think those are all the questions I have written down. Anything else? Anything else you got, Jordy? No, I already I already answered my uh, the rapid fire questions on my first episode. So if people are interested in that, they can go back and listen to the first episode. But yeah, that's all I got. Do you want? Uh, yeah, that's, that's do, all I got too. Do you want to end? The, I'll let you end the episode because you started it. Okay. So. All right, uh, thanks to everyone for listening, and thanks Jordy for uh, answering my questions. And um, hope to see you guys next. See episode. you guys next episode.